1: Hey guys welcome to the show today i have a very special guest my dear friend china phillips baldwin we are going to do we're going to have a conversation and just catch up with each other um and we decided to you know just do an episode for her show and for my show uh and just kind of catch up on her life she lives in new york now she moved there for you'll you'll see why she moved there um And just what's going on in her life, what's going on with her walk with the Lord. And we're going to get into stuff that's going on in my life. And so I hope you enjoy this episode. But first, a word from our sponsor.
0: it's good to see you it has been so long and i've been looking forward to this for so long because you are literally are a bestie you're one of my besties i love you so much Ah. missed you you know we used to have bible study together we used to call each other a couple (laughs) nights a week i know
1: i've been bad i've been i as i told you it's just been like the last few months have just been really hard. I mean, and it's just like, there's been some, I don't know if it's like spiritual attack or what, like, but it's just been busy, busy, busy. And anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make a change and um, we're going to start doing our Bible studies.
0: more often. I would love that. I would love that. Even just like 15 minutes once a week, because it's so much fun. It's so good. I missed you. I've been, really upset these past couple of days because for those of you who do not know, I lost my beloved Pokey, my beautiful dog Pokey, who I've had for 16 years. And you know, Pokey Beckett, how cute yes, she was. Yes, I love was- Pokey.
1: Pokezanki Poke- uh, Gawaganchi. Now, how did Pokey die? You came up
0: with that name, Pokezanki Gawaganchi. <laughs> do you remember?
1: I know. We were at we were at L. that L. place instead of Barbara. We were L. at like-
0: Ellen Canto.
1: Ellen Canto And- <laughs> I gave Pokey a Japanese name.
0: Yes, yes. And we tried to get those kids to repeat it and they were like Poco Wonky Zawa Ginky or they yeah. couldn't do it. It was so cute. So but, wait, Pokey yeah. died
1: on Easter Day. Easter he Sunday. Died on
0: Easter Sunday. And that leads me to believe that the Lord was trying to let me know that animals do make it to heaven. Listen, if Jesus is gonna white ride in on a white horse in the second coming and they say that the lion's gonna lay with the lamb, honey. There have to be animals in heaven, okay? No, I think
1: there are because like in the garden, I think it's just going to be the new heavens and new earth, there's going to be animals. So there's not going to be like gross animals like cockroaches or anything. <laughs> uh, like creepy crawly things oh that are God. scary. But um yes, I believe and one of my professors in seminary actually and the one of the a preacher or a speaker at Ligonier Ministries said that dogs go to heaven. And I be- I believe that. I think they do. It
0: I think you're so, going to see
1: Pokey again.
0: It was so hard. She's going to rush up to me and jump into my arms. I just know she is one day. How but- was
1: the? What was the re- reaction from your family? Were they freaked out and sad? Well,
0: it was very unexpected because she... I mean, she was 16, but she was healthy. She was robust. She was doing great just like two weeks earlier. But then she just started to rapidly lose a bunch of weight. And unfortunately, we found out that she had an inch and a half lung tumor that we did not know about. So... And apparently... Lung cancer in dogs just grows very, very rapidly. So it was very sad, and she died in my arms. And I sang to her the whole time. She Aww. was euthanized, and um, she went very peacefully. And we all cried. I had the kids on a FaceTime because, of course, you know Vance and Jameson are in California, and um, Brooke popped onto the FaceTime for about 10 minutes and then she was like gotta go guys love (laughs) y'all you enjoy that experience that's Um, crazy
1: I didn't know pokey died I I can't believe you didn't text me or call me immediately
0: I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But um, yeah, it, it, it was really rough. But you know what? I thought to myself with all the depression and with all the trauma that I've had going on over the past five years, I was like, the Lord really put it in perspective. He was like, China, you had her for 16 years. She's a dog. And she was a great dog. But all life comes to an end at some point. Not ours, of course. But, you know, or pokies to say that, you know, shouldn't say that. Yeah. But, you know, life does come to an end here on this this planet. And I just very quickly, you know, came into alignment with that reality. And I was accepting. I had a really good cry. I cried my eyes out. I had the ugly cry. And then I let it go.
1: So what, why are you in New York?
0: Because a lot of people, a
1: lot of people, obviously people on your show know this, but on mine, they don't, my audience doesn't necessarily know why you're in New York and yeah. what you're doing there and why you went there and what's going on and how long you're know.
0: staying. Well, we had a medical emergency with our youngest, Brooks, and so we flew to New York on the Jedi, on the Jedi. We flew to New York on the Red <laughs> Eye.
1: Return and, of the Jedi.
0: <laughs> and we got to uh New York and then we kind of like 4 or 5 days later we looked at each other and we were like eh. I think she needs a little more support here. So let's just stay for, you know, at least a month or two. And then we found this really cute apartment outside of New York City. And then once we How found far place, outside of the city? It's about 45 minutes. Yeah. It's about 45 minutes from the city. And it's only like 10 minutes from our old house because we used to live here. This is the area we used to live in, in Westchester. In Chester.
1: Bedford, yeah. And yeah. We used and, to live in Bedford, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And so we- we got this apartment and then we just started seeing some of our old friends and hanging, and just really enjoying our time with our old pals. And we just were like, you know what, this feels really nice. Let's just rent our house for like, you know, maybe four or five months and see if, uh, you know, we like it. And so we haven't made any decisions about moving back East, but we're definitely here for like four or five Even months. Back and west. Really enjoy it. You know what? Sometimes you really just got to scratch the record back at Sometimes you do like people say, Oh, don't make a geographic because your problems follow you everywhere you go. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? Sometimes when you make a dramatic change in your geographic where you are, it can really make you feel like you're dialing in and making a brand new start. You're getting redialed. Dialed I know
1: re-dialed. it always is. Like uh, whenever I go to New York, I feel just, or just any other kind of big city or whatever. I always feel revitalized when I come back. I just feel like yeah. I've gotten out of my kind of rut or rhythm. And I just like, it's nice to do that. And I haven't done that in a while. Yes. I need to go to New York or to London or something or Paris. Um, Gotta shake but- it up. Wait, you said, are, you said you might move back east? Like, are you thinking of actually permanently moving there?
0: You know what I'm doing? I am totally saying that I will be done. That is what I'm doing. I am putting it in God's hands and I'm just letting the Holy Spirit lead. And if that's what ends up happening, I mean, we're not supposed to make plans. The Bible says, oh, you talk about what you're going to do next year and you talk about all this, but why? You're just a vapor. And the truth is, is that all you need to do is say that will be done. So that's what I'm doing. I'm saying. So that. what baby. about
1: California dreaming? I mean, you love no. the sun. You're like a California girl. I know.
0: I'm a California girl, and all of that, and it's true. But I also spent a lot of time in New York, a lot, and it's like a second home to me. So I'm very happy here. How very often
1: happy. do you go into the city?
0: Probably about once every two weeks. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just enough for me. Just a yeah. Nice- <laughs> Nice little dinner with some friends and then come back. Yeah. Yeah. How well, have you been?
1: I've been good. I mean, I've just been, um, Tell
0: me, doing about your book. My thing. Tell me about your book. The last time we spoke, you said you were like working on a book. What's going on with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I kind of told you some of this, but I'll just explain the beginning. So a year ago, a year and four months ago, I wrote a lot of people, cause a lot of people still ask me about like, what's going on with your book and, This is the deal. I, a year and four months ago, I wrote a book proposal and I wrote the first kind of two or three chapters of the book. It was a 13 chapter book and it actually sold. It sold to a major publisher. And at the last minute I pulled out. And so I decided for a variety of reasons, I I just realized this book wasn't the book I was supposed to write. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of like half spiritual, half just like, this isn't the kind of book I like to write. Yeah. It was a heavy research book. There was a lot of research. I and remember. That's not, yeah. That's not my, that's not my style. Like, right. And so I'm a storyteller. I like creative writing. I don't like research writing. And so then, so I turned that down, which was like a really, really, really hard decision to turn down a book deal. We'll be right back after this short break. What impacts you every day? I had this, like a few months later, I was, I had this Eureka in the bathtub moment. I was literally in the bathtub and I just felt like, oh my gosh, I have, and it felt like God just gave me this like light bulb idea to write this other book, which I don't I don't, I don't think I should get into the whole thing, but, but basically I actually ended up writing the entire manuscript
0: Is this kind on of my own text message thing. Yes. Back and forth? Okay. Got yeah. it. Yeah.
1: So, so it was basically, <clears throat> it was basically a kind of, a, well, I'll just say it. It was kind of like a sequel to the screw tape letters anyway. So I wrote the whole manuscript and then my book agent sent it out and a lot of publishers were immediately very excited. And then, and then one publisher in particular was, was ready to make an offer. And then like a couple months go by and it's like, what's happening? And then finally I get an email from my agent and he says that basically everyone passed on the book, which is fine because I don't care because like, it's, I always pray, God, your will be done. Like if this is not right, like then don't, I don't want it. I don't want to do it. So I'm never, I never get disappointed by (laughs) those things, (laughs) even though it was kind of a lot of work, but it, um, so that's where that's where the book situation is and so right now I still have a book offer from uh, this publisher but I haven't decided if and when I want to write and what the book would be about. So I'm still kind of working through that. I'm praying about it and you know, I could write it this year, I could or it could be 10 years from now. I have no idea. Like and I don't even know what the topic would be really. I might write it because I don't know if you saw the episode I did on my mother's prayer for me.
0: I didn't Um, see that one. Oh oh my gosh.
1: You have to watch it. Uh, it's, It's really good. And I, so I might do a book on her prayer for me and kind of expand the, cause she had all these prayer points. She was praying for me over like the 20 years. And I might use each point as like, almost like a chapter and kind of expand on, on what she was praying and, and, uh, talk about and tell stories about like what, you know, what was going on in my life at the time when she was praying and all that stuff. So anyway, I have I don't know if I'm going to write, write it or not, but that's where you're you're
0: in the same boat as me, you know, it's just basically like, we just got to leave it at the cross because if you're going to write this book, you know, if, you're going to know. You're going to know because the Holy Spirit's going to tell you. You're going to know. You have to just sometimes the waiting is the hardest part. I'm going to get a little Tom Petty on you right
1: the now. waiting <laughs> is the hardest part. Yeah.
0: But seriously, you know, it's like sometimes we just have to wait on that. And Tim Keller said something interesting once. He said, Yes, we do need to wait on the Lord, but at the same time, sometimes we just need to take a leap of faith. You know, sometimes.
1: No, we need... yeah, because God, it doesn't matter so much, you know, waiting on the Lord. It's like, yes, we do, but God, even we have if to we pray make,
0: about it, but even then, if like, we make, make a, a decision. wrong
1: decision, God's <laughs> still going to sanctify us through that decision. He's going to use that and sanctify us through that. So it is
0: so true. Like we kind of can't make a wrong decision because God's going to protect us either way.
1: Yeah, and He's still going to be working in us and. Um, so it's, it's, it's fine either way. Um, as long as
0: we pray about it, that's, what's important. It's the prayer part. That's the element of it. That's very important, right?
1: Yes. The prayer part. And speaking of prayer, how is Billy regarding Jesus?
0: <laughs> you know, it's a slow haul, but. <laughs> slow he, haul. It Yes. But he is praying with me now much more regularly And uh, he's not exactly like in the word, but you know, we do pray together and he really does understand now that it's a priority for me to have Christ at the center of our relationship. I mean, we went, we had the worst year of our marriage ever. Last year was the most painful, horrific year of our marriage. And it was literally like the Titanic of all fights. And we just, the the sink almost, the, the, the ship almost sank. Yeah, but we were able able to salvage the marriage in a, in a way that I mean, honestly, I've never been happier in our marriage, and I and I truly believe that sometimes God needs to tear things apart, tear it down. Like I always say to people, if you feel like you're inside a house that's being renovated and the pipes are, you know, out and they're exposed and the floor is, you know, buckling up and the ceilings are coming down and it just looks like a mess. Remember that God's building, building his palace. He's building his palace. And that's basically what I think happened with Billy and I was that he needed to tear our marriage down in order to make it, you know, as amazing it is as it is today. Um, And I'm not just saying that I know it sounds a little cliche, but I'm uh, honestly, honestly, We are in a much more communicative, much gentler, kinder, more compassionate place. We're being much more sensitive to each other's needs. And Billy and I are very, very different people. I mean, like you said, I'm a California, West Coast, you know, go with the flow kind of gal. And he's Massapequa by the numbers, you know, really (laughs) likes the control. And he really likes to talk a lot a lot a lot and he's he's very smart so it's not like it's hard to listen to him but when you've been with somebody for 32 years you do kind of get that like wah 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 (laughs) it's like not really (laughs) listening and um but yeah you know we're in couples counseling and it's going really well we we really like our lady and we do our homework and we are making our relationship you know a priority. And I think that we just got a little, uh, lackadaisical and we, you know, just became, became a little, um, we can comp- you know, we were compromising. Yeah.
1: I, I'm, I'm, but I'm so glad because I know we were talking last year and it was really rough. Um, but I am so, I mean, praise God, you guys stayed together. Praise right? God. Like you guys didn't like end up breaking up. That would have been
0: bad. Well- I mean, remember, I come from divorce and I, you know, my mom was married three times. My father was married four. And so, yeah, for me, I was just really upset about the whole idea of um, continuing that cycle. Yeah. And I was very proud of the fact that Billy and I had been married for so many years and that all my kids were from like the same dad. Like to me, that was a big deal. You know what I mean? I, I'm one of seven Siblings. I don't have a full sibling. They do. A bunch of them do. But I'm full. I'm a half to all of them. You're
1: (laughs) because you were wait. So uh, Michelle Phillips and John Phillips had together. Just how many did they just have? You?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: That's crazy.
0: I'm the golden child.
1: I kind of miss you being in California, even though you know we didn't see each other a ton in California. But it just feels different that you're in New York because it's like you feel very far away.
0: I know, but did you know that that there's an airline called Breeze and Breeze is like $75 nonstop from LAX to 10 minutes from my front door to Westchester?
1: That's wild. Why? (laughs) That's the craziest thing. So
0: you have zero excuses. (laughs) You need to come visit us.
1: Is there room at the inn?
0: Yes, there's room at the Chateau, at the Baldwin Chateau.
1: Oh, okay. That's yep, good to know. we have an extra
0: bedroom. Mm-hmm. And there's an infrared sauna in that bedroom. So that should lure you even more.
1: Now, Billy's is, is Billy working right now?
0: No, Billy just finished a movie. He was in Sacramento for a month. He was gone for a month. But he's he's back. Yeah. And he,
1: is he doing a Netflix series?
0: Not right now. Okay. I wish he was.
1: <laughs> I thought okay I thought I, I heard something about that um so he's working a lot which is good yeah that's great
0: yeah, yeah. he's working a lot and uh and we're closer to Europe because you know he's Euro boy so he goes to Europe all the time now so for work
1: he goes to for Europe work. for work yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. that's good and it makes it a little easier for him that's with... good
1: because it's like a three-hour flight or whatever six hours, well it's
0: still six hours six but at hours. Least it's not 14 yeah yeah I know Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I had like a funny, not funny, but an amazing, you know, like you pray for your old friends. Well, I, I I used to, so when I got saved, I may, I have this whole list. I have a book, uh, a journal with like a list of all my old friends and I like kind of check marks next to them and I prayed for them diligently that's and I kind so of, sweet. I kind of forgot about it. And I kind of stopped praying for them. Cause it was just like, <laughs> nothing's happening.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't pray for ve- any of my old friends. I'm very impressed. Like I, that's very impressive. I, I need to start doing that.
1: But so I had, I got, I got reignited to do it because last week it was so shocking. I th- there's this guy, I can't give you too many details cause I don't want to expose too much about him, but. There's a, this guy that was kind of, a he's a friend of mine, kind of acquaintance friend, and um, he owns a store in Los Angeles. And so I, I knew him through that, and he's a super cool guy, is married, has kids, He, you know, is, is just the best guy. He's like, he's just one of those guys that is just like, you want to be around. He's such, he has a, such a, like, great personality. He's so sweet, but he wasn't a Christian. Mm-hmm. And- uh, over the years, I was just like, "Ah, oh, it would be so great if he were a Christian." He's such a great guy already. Like, I just wish he could just and yeah come to Christ. And um, and then I just found out like last week, someone who knows him messaged me and said he got saved. Oh, and I never even prayed for him.
0: Oh so my I just, goodness! You know what? I,
1: it's like I love that that I love that when you find out somebody gets saved and you didn't even have to pray. <laughs> A thousand percent. <laughs> it's like so. I I messaged him. I'm like
0: they were they were in the Jesus waiting room, and we didn't even know it.
1: I know. And I messaged him, and I was like, I heard you're a Christian now. Like that's amazing. I'm so glad that you're in the kingdom. This is awesome. Like you're the best guy. You're such a great guy, and I'm oh. so happy. And he was like, Yeah. And it kind of gave me the, a little bit of the details of how it happened. But um, yeah. So it re- that re- that reminded me to start praying for my old friends again and to go back to my journal and really, and even last night I was face planting and um, I was praying for all my old friends and kind of going through them. And because it's like, there's, it's just a bummer because I was remembering my old friends in LA. I mean, they are some of the most amazing, they're just amazing, smart, talented, just Hilarious people, yeah. And I had the best. I literally had an embarrassment of riches in L.A. Like I just mm-hmm. had so many great friends, and they're all so, also great. And and so, I just want them to get saved. Like I just, I
0: know. I, I know. just want. It,
1: so I'm going to start praying. And you for, got
0: saved in '91. Is that right? Was it
1: 1991? No, 2009. What?
0: Didn't you tell me about some experience you had? I oh, like-
1: no, no. Yeah, that was in 1999. So I, oh. I know. I I don't think I've talked about this publicly before. You
0: have to tell. This is amazing. Yeah,
1: so this was such a bizarre. And I didn't even remember this until I told you the story. Um, This was a crazy thing that happened. I, and I completely forgot about it. When I wrote my book, I didn't even mention it in my book. Um, But in 1999, so... From like 1997, no, no. From 1998 to, to 2000, I was dating this guy. And we lived together in Benedict Canyon, which is up in, it's, it's like the top of Beverly Hills. Uh, we are at the very top of the mountain. And we lived together for two years. And then the house, the owner of the house actually sold the house, which was traumatic because we all had to move out like within a month. So we found an apartment. He and I found an apartment on Larrabee, above Sunset. You remember yeah. Larrabee? Of okay. Course. Just right over here. And um so we found this apartment and then once we got to the apartment, he, like a couple months later, he left me. Like he he broke up with me and I was devastated. I mean, not only because I was devastated over everything, over having to move out of this beautiful house in the canyon and benedict canyon that with i mean it was amazing i was so devastated by that and then he breaks up with me and then i'm living in this like tiny apartment on Larrabee, and um i was so distraught so disturbed that and the tv was on in my apartment and there it was like some like religious show came on like a christian show Mm -hmm. and there was like an 800 number And I was so desperate in that moment. I was like, I'm going to call this number. Mm -hmm. So I called the 800 number and this woman answered and she's like, hi, like, how can I pray for you? And I was like, I was like, and I told her the story. I was like, my boyfriend and I just broke up and I'm, I'm, I'm so distraught. I, I don't know what to do. And she's like, okay. And she didn't really pray for me. She just said to me, she said, just say, Hallelujah. And just keep saying that over and over again. So I was just on the phone. I was like, "Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah," and it was really crazy. And then at the end, she said a little prayer, and and I and I thanked her and hung up. Okay, so after the prayer, I get up from I get up from the bed or whatever I, wherever I was, and I went because I was about to go to the Hollywood Bowl to go see a concert, and I went to the mirror and I looked at myself, and my lip. Was like this. My lip was physically. It, it was almost like. An, a demon was like. Or an unclean spirit was trying to come out. And it was like stuck. It was the weirdest thing. That's ever happened. and um, And then. So I kind of had this sort of like. Religious experience. But then I quickly forgot about it. And. I went to the concert that night and had fun and just like, and I never really thought about it again.
0: You went to the concert with your lips stuck like that? No,
1: like the, it went away after, okay. it went away like after five minutes, oh, okay. but it was, it was, I, I promise you it was like this.
0: Well, that's what's so weird. It's like, you know, when you look at a dog and they're angry and they're like, yeah, it's almost like, yeah. Like it was an angry spirit. trying. Oh to my gosh. was so you.
1: And so I totally forgot about that. And then of course, you know, Nine years later, I actually have my full conversion experience and, right. and I get, yeah, I'm born again, but isn't that weird? Like that that, that was so such a bizarre crazy. and I totally like blocked it out and forgot to even mention it in my book. I forgot to even talk about it before. Like that but,
0: happens though. And you know why that happens sometimes? I think because when I had my dramatic spiritual experience where the Lord literally, I don't even know if I should call it spiritual. Like I had my my Holy Spirit experience. Um I just felt the Lord enter the room and I felt light and love all around me and I just felt the power of God infusing me. And I I didn't speak of it for 15, 16 years because I was it was very clear to me that the Holy Spirit was like you're not to speak of it. So was when
1: Kenya prayed for you?
0: No, no, this happened after that and it was about three weeks after i'd gotten saved maybe a month and i was just laying in bed and and the lord entered my room twice so it happened at the same time i'm almost i'm convinced it happened at the exact same time both mornings consecutively um so but but the interesting thing is you know in the bible where you know paul couldn't speak for a few days you know it's like he was just restricted from speaking. God, you know, literally put scales over his eyes and made it impossible for him to speak. And also when, you know, Zacharias couldn't speak and, and couldn't um, for while his wife Elizabeth was pregnant. In, yeah, in the Bible. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so God does that. And I think that, that sometimes God just blanks it out. And I didn't even have the desire to speak about it. I didn't even think about it. Just like you forgot to put it in your book. Like it didn't even occur to me. I would think about it every now and then I go, Oh my gosh, that's right. I had that super powerful experience. You know, it was so, uh, it was, it was, it was just so radical. It was such a radical experience. And yet I didn't speak of it until just recently. And I did a Cal preach where I talked about it, but I think sometimes God just closes our mouth, just zips it right up.
1: Wow. So wait, how long did you have to have to be silent, or how long were you silent about 15 it?
0: Fifteen years. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, long time. That's uh, amazing. But I just did a Cal preach on it, and it was it felt really good, and I knew it was okay to talk about it. It just I I knew the Holy Spirit was giving me permission to talk about it.
1: So. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. And so what what else is going on in your life? How how is your walk? I mean, you know, it's funny because I. I decided because I never do this. I never do like the Bible in one year thing Mm -hmm. because I like to just read the Bible like kind of at my own pace and I don't like kind of regimented things. But this year I decided to just do it. I decided to just do the exact verses, you know, the, the exact, uh, chapters every day on this list.
0: That's so good.
1: So, because it's like, I kind of now am am enjoying the kind of structure of it Mm -hmm. and kind of the, um, just like the discipline of it every day, you know, reading four chapters a day of different books in the Bible.
0: So proud of you. Look at you.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, it's, it's just good. It's like a good, and, and I, you know, I, I, I would basically read through the Bible, kind of once a year anyway, but in in a different way, but I like this kind of structured way. Yeah. And I think it's so good because it it just, this structure forces you to read through every single book of the Bible in a year. So when I I
0: call you for Bible study, you're going to have a plethora of information. Plethora of so many
1: sermons for you ready to go. I'm ready. Um, So, yeah. So how is, how is your spiritual walk been? How's your walk, My with the spiritual Lord been?
0: walk has been excellent. I must report. Um, no, it is. It's really good. I feel like I'm very prayed up California healing, which is, uh, sort of like, I got like a spinoff of Cal preach because it's a support group for women that I started, um, almost a year ago now. And wow, it has just been, uh, so powerful. And we meet every single Sunday and Thursday, And the Sunday group is already filled up, but Thursday has some openings if anyone's interested. But we read the Bible, uh, we do a Bible study, we pray, we have check-in time, we actually take communion, um, and it's just really beautiful, I have to say. And we all keep in touch throughout the week on WhatsApp, and so I've been doing that, and I'm starting another group on Tuesdays, which I'm not really allowed to talk about yet, but I am starting another another group on Tuesdays. Um, And I've really been into this because that what could be better than sitting around with women and talking about God and sharing and confessing and just talking about what's going on in our lives. And um, it brings me a lot of fulfillment and I feel like it's just really enriched so many people's walk with God, including my own. I did. Created California Healing out of desperation because I was just so thirsty for connection yeah. with other believers, and I never really prided myself as somebody as somebody who had a great network of Christian women that I could call on at any moment. And now, literally, Beckett, if I'm, you know, having some sort of like nine one one DEF DEFCON four <laughs> situation <laughs> where like I need people praying for me now you know, I just pick up my WhatsApp and I'm like, please pray for me. And I've got literally 15, 16 women who will reply right away and just be like, we're on it. We're praying. So it's really nice. And, um, yeah, if you don't mind, I'd love to put the link to uh, California healing in your, that's what I was going to say.
1: How do people find California healing?
0: Yeah. So we'll put the link in the description of my video and of your video so that people can, um, check it out. And yeah, so wait on lives, Sundays.
1: On Sundays, how many people are in the group?
0: The, well, I, I cap out at twenty five because I start to feel like it's just not intimate after twenty five yeah. people. It just gets to be a little bit of a circus. So, um, yeah. So we still have sixteen spots left in the Thursday group. So, and, if and what time
1: to, is the Thursday group?
0: The Thursday group is nine thirty a.m. to eleven thirty a.m. Pacific, and it's twelve thirty to two thirty Eastern. And it's a live zoom call and it's amazing. And we have a testimony every week as well. So somebody always gives, that's like my favorite part. I love hearing how people, I love hearing people's Jesus journeys, you know?
1: And how long is, how long is each, um, each session? It's a
0: couple hours. It's two hours solid, but it goes so fast. Like you wouldn't even believe how fast the time flies. Um, people can't believe it when it's, when it's time to wrap it up. They're like, I cannot believe it's been two hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's jam yeah. packed. It's jam packed. It's, it's great.
1: Wow. So that's why you're starting the Thursday. Cause you have just kind of like for the overflow.
0: Well, Thursday already has started. We're about three or four weeks into it. Now it's been going on for about three or four weeks and um, there's still 16 spots left. The Tuesday group is more broad. It's going to be for, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's more broad because it's more of like an in and out, like, you know, one-stop shop where, we pray, we read the word, we have a quick Q&A, and we're in and out an hour. So I think it's just much more uh, feasible for most people can't really like do a huge two-hour chunk out of their week to dedicate to California healing. So this is just a one-hour commitment, maybe even 45 minutes. I mean, it's it's, it's in its embryonic stages right now, but we're working on the Tuesday group. Nice. Yeah. And
1: yeah. um, And what about... The summer, what are you doing for the summer? Do you have, are you traveling? Oh,
0: darling, I'm going to the Hamptons and I'm going oh. to Finger Lakes and, you know.
1: <laughs> nice. Yes,
0: I have a very, very sort of glamorous summer planned, I have to be honest, but it's it's not on my dime. I just happen to have friends who have really nice houses and really nice places. <laughs> <laughs> so I take full advantage.
1: I'm going up to Monterey. California which is beautiful. I'm going up in July for like, you know, a nice stay with my I love there. Monterey.
0: And Do you it's know like that my dad started the Monterey Pop Festival. He produced it.
1: Oh. I did what?
0: Yes. Yeah, so there was Woodstock. Is that still going on? There was Woodstock, right? And yeah. back in the 60s and then there was the Monterey Pop Festival. My dad produced that.
1: Is it still happening now though?
0: No it oh, was okay. a one-time thing with jimmy henry oh it was one James time okay. and yeah
1: yeah <laughs> oh right okay i yeah. kind of remember that now
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so monterey i'll go up to monterey and then of course carmel's like next oh. door to monterey so i'll like hang out in Car- carmel and do some fun stuff but um yeah I have a like-
0: little fomo is that what it's called
1: yeah fomo well yeah because like my friend like my friends who live in monterey of course they there's like your friends in the hamptons like it's they have such a beautiful place and yeah. uh, so anyway uh it's gonna be fun
0: your plant has really grown a lot i, I mean, know very right very Wait, where's plant? my plant that plant was like a shrub <laughs> last year
1: i know isn't it a, a crazy? i don't know if i should trim it or not or like it just let it go
0: I heard Um, that plants actually get anxiety when they get too close to the ceiling. (laughs) I'm not kidding. (laughs) Oh
1: my gosh. Okay. Well, I might have to, I might have to uh, do something about that.
0: Yeah. A little plant therapy there. Beckett, I am so proud of you. You are over 100,000 subscribers. Do you understand what an accomplishment that is?
1: It's crazy. I don't like, I, it's, I'm at, a, I think 117,000 or 118,000 subscribers right now. And I, I, mean,
0: it's wild. I just got it's the wild. How did you yeah, surpass me? When did this happen?
1: I don't know. I mean, all, of course it's all God, but um, it's <laughs> all the glory goes to God, but it's just, it was so, it's so weird because as I, as you know, when I started the show two years ago, two years and a few months ago, I honestly just thought like 500 people would subscribe. Like I didn't oh, know. I really, honestly, I didn't I, know. I knew
0: more than 500 would subscribe if that's any consolation. I didn't I know
1: anything about anything. I didn't know about YouTube. I didn't know anything about this whole process. I didn't know what, but it was just so weird to me that, I mean, that it was just like, boom, it was like 10,000 and then boom, it was like 20, 30, 40. And I was like, what is, this is so weird. And um, I mean it's praise God. It's just like God just kind of um and I mean yours, you have a ton of subscribers too.
0: I do. It's going great. I'm so I mean we have very different formats. We have very different vibes, you know. I but mine is a little China's
1: very competitive, so she's I, gonna she's gonna have to like
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have to start stepping it up a little bit. I, I'm definitely yeah. gonna have to start stepping it up. Um, No, I'm seriously, from the bottom of my heart, I'm so proud of you. I feel like I, oh. I, I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like your older sister or something just been watching over you. And Even though we're the bro. exact
1: same age. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, thank you for you've been such a huge support and everything throughout the whole process. So and a huge help too. so Thank you for that. By the way, you are know what's
0: you funny is that I get a lot of comments where people are like, um, oh, I found you on Beckett's channel. And so you probably get a lot of, oh, I, I
1: get a lot of that.
0: California preaching. You know, we get there's a lot of flooding. A lot There's of cross- a lot of crossover
1: cross germination. cross <laughs> How are the how are um, Wilson Phillips? How are the girls? Are you guys yeah, doing any recording or like are, are you going to do uh, any performing or whatever? Like what's yeah. happening?
0: We do. We do have some shows planned for this year, but um, I don't know the dates. I should have had that written down, but we can put it in your description and I'll put it in mine. Um, Yeah, yeah, we have some shows in California and just a couple. Um, And we did do a cover of Harry Styles' song, Boyfriends. and How's that going? That's on Spotify and every single week it keeps growing and, you know, people are listening to it, but it was just like so perfectly tailored for Wilson Phillips, that song. It's just got the most beautiful harmonies. So yeah, we recorded that and I thought it turned out really pretty. And so if anybody's interested in that, we're going to put the link to that as well. And... And
1: any plans to like ever record like a new album or anything?
0: You know, I'm a little on the fence about that only because... These days, if you don't back up an album with a tour, you know it's kind of like, why are yeah, you even yeah. bothering them and
1: Touring is exhausting. Oh,
0: it's exhaustivating and I just don't think <laughs> I have it in me, darling. I, just <laughs> I know. Don't think it have it in me
1: to be on a tour bus going around the country, the country, and the world. It's on just the-
0: not for chai. You know, yeah, I it's fun when
1: you're other. in your 20s and 30s, but like, you know, it's hard. when you, get... yeah,
0: it's grueling, it's really grueling. truly grueling, and I just feel like God's gonna provide in other ways because He doesn't want me suffering on the road, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but um, I do love doing California healing so much, and I pray that that continues to grow. I mean, there's only so many of me, so I don't know how many more I could do, but I do really. Feel like bonding with women and talking about the Lord and increasing, and and deepening our relationship with Jesus has just been so amazing for me. I just love it so much, and it's a great departure from California preaching. I'll always love California preaching, and I, I it's so special to me, and it's helping so many people. But I I just gotta say, California healing is like next level for me.
1: Well, it's all about Jesus. I was praying last night. I told you when I was face planting, and I was praying. And I just was like, God, and I say this all the time, you know, like the layer of joy that never goes away. But I was just really thinking about that last night. And I was like, God, it doesn't like nothing really matters, like compared to I'm in your kingdom. I'm in the kingdom of of God. I am in, I have eternal life, like nothing, like all these little things that are stressing me out in my life, (laughs) which there are a lot of. of like all these things are just like they're they're not important and no matter how like stressed I am or how difficult the days are the weeks are the months are the traveling is whatever it is I always on like on the inside I'm always smiling I don't know how to explain Mm -hmm. it but like I'm always smiling because I know I know what the end of the story is Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful ending
0: that's right Pokey knows
1: it Pokey knows it now Pokey's there now (laughs)
0: Pokey's um... there right now. And you know what? Everything is usually, not everything, usually, because I learned this when my son had cancer, usually now... That I have situations, not problems. I know what a real problem is after my son had stage four cancer. Like, I, I know what a real problem is. Yeah. And so now I realize it, I say to myself, I actually say to myself, China, is this a situation or is this a problem? Because sometimes I can catastrophize and I can make things problems when they're actually not problems. They're just situations. And so I think that's a really good thing to ask ourselves. Is this really a problem or is this more of like a situation that can get resolved?
1: Yeah. You know, a good, that's a good but thought. Sometimes it's point- more
0: of an annoying situation than you would want it to be but like i just realized on my driver's license that the wrong address is on my driver's license they printed it out wrong that's <laughs> annoying that's an annoying situation well
1: i mean the dmv there's that's that's that is literally Ugh. hell on hell on earth so hell that earth. is that's more than a situation that's like dire on
0: earth. oh oh by the way, before I forget, so I had somebody go in and clean up my channel so that all my like my chilies are on one playlist. Chili is China and Billy, so we do our videos together. We call it Chili. And then my, my videos with my mother are on another playlist. And I've got the Beckett Cook, China Phillips playlist. So we have the cookbook show. Back oh, on the good.
1: The, ch- the show's returned. Oh, good. The
0: show is on there. And I just wanted everyone to know, it is so fun. You can't miss it. So go to California pre- <laughs> and watch the cookbook show we we actually made some really delicious dishes i know me?
1: i was i was thinking if you come back to california which you better or even if i come to new york we just need to do like a one-off cooking show oh a absolutely totally cookbook show. i am
0: so down for that i am so yeah. down for that i love you becca it's been so awesome to talk to you and you know i just pray that when i call you on friday night You're not going to be out at, like, some nice fancy restaurant having dinner and that you will have a Bible study with me on Friday night because that's what you should be doing on Friday nights.
1: (laughs) No, people invite me to fancy dinners and I just say yes. Um, I
0: Listen, I understand. I'm off to the Hamptons with my ritzy little friends. So, you know, what am I going to do? Nice. um, Well uh – I do want to say this. I do want to say this. Thank you for doing this interview with me. Thank you for talking to me. And, you know, well, you're one of my dearest friends. And I just feel like we have to do this more often because people literally ask me all the time. They're like, how's Beckett? When are you guys going to do another interview together? And I just feel like we should be doing this regularly. You know what I mean? Not like once a year. Let's do this like once a month. Let's have a check-in once a month.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it we'll Amen. we'll do it well China, thank you for coming on my show i'm on your show so we're, yes. we're doing like a dual show and you i love you i miss you and uh and we're gonna do more check-ins and bible kind of bible studies you know 15 minute bible studies Bye. thank you so much thank you for listening to this episode of the beckett cook show your support makes this content possible All episodes of The Beckett Cook Show are also available on YouTube. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com. Thank you to the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find more faith-centered podcasts about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more.